Can somebody explain to me why Jakob Pertl is only getting 24.8 minutes a game? Anybody? Hello, everybody. This is the Raptors NBA podcast. We are your hosts, Alex Drobin and Andy Redding. Andy, the Raptors got blown out by the Celtics last night, 117-94. They were down big in the second quarter, came back, but the Celtics proved to be too much. Um, So we're here to talk about it. What are your thoughts? What's your first takeaway? First takeaway, that was a bad loss, but it was a uh, it was a litmus test. And we found out last night that the Raps are not contenders. We're not, we can't pretend anymore that they're a legit playoff threat. They played a legit team and got their doors blown off. It was it was a bad game. My is my first takeaway is I'm gonna stop pretending in this Raptors life. It's time to be real. This is a very mid team. Okay, but I mean, if we if we were to zoom out a little bit, let's zoom out a little tiny bit. Okay. In my opinion, the Celtics are one of the best teams in the league, right? Yes. I think they are the best team in the league. This is one of my takeaways for later on. I think they're slightly better than Denver now, and we lost to arguably the best team in the NBA, right? So we came back in the second quarter. We were down almost 20 points, came all the way back, and then they blew us out in the third and kept go- kept on going in the fourth. This c- this game could have gotten way uglier if they didn't take out all of their starters. So we played the- against the best team in the league and got blown out, but are we being premature about us being not good enough at all? What are your thoughts? It's just been the same way all season. They win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They're a 500 team. They are mid. They are so average. I don't... If we want to zoom out, look at the Raptors all year. It's they've had some good wins and they've had some bad losses. They lost to Portland this year. I I know, but I think we're coming together a little bit more. Offense is working. It's just the Celtics are too good. They have four all-stars on the team, pretty much. I think it's really difficult to gauge how good we are versus the a team like the Celtics when they're as good. Okay, I'll give you my first takeaway right now. Okay. It's the same thing I said on the top. Jakob Pertl is not getting enough playing time. The guy's averaging 10 points, 8.1 rebounds, 1.6 assists. He's shooting 66% from the field, Andy, which is tied for third in the NBA. I don't understand. I was trying to look it up, whether or not he's on a minutes restriction, if he's injured or something like that. Nope, couldn't find anything. Why isn't our boy Jakob getting more playing time? Because it seems like it seems like he's dominating every time he's on the court. You think he struggles a bit against like sh- shooting big men? Like they don't want him out there guarding Chris Stapps at the three point line. He's better in the key, so he's hard to play in games like this. Is that a thing? I don't think so. He was getting out on shooters. He was closing out again. Obviously, he's not. You know, he's not the best defender on the perimeter against guys like this, but. I don't think that should be a reason. I think we, you know, every time he's off the court, we get out-rebounded pretty drastically and it's pretty quick. Last, last night we got out-rebounded by nine, it looks like. Uh, but I don't know. He's just not getting enough playing time, I think. He's he's too good to be playing him 24 minutes a game. If LeBron James plays 35 minutes a game <laughs> at however old he is, 38 years old, 39 years old, or whatever, Jakob should be playing more than 24.8 minutes a game. That's all I'm going to say. He dominates when he's on the court. Ah, he's good when he's on the court. Dominates is, I don't know. There was, Precious was back last night. There were other big guys getting minutes. Boucher got 22 minutes. 
like I agree, but Precious can't play defense against you know a guy who's seven two. So no. you know Jakob's seven feet tall. He's the only guy who's playing defense against any centers on our team. Um, I don't know. He plays really hard, pounds the glass, good positional defense. He challenges people at the rim. Uh, he's an amazing roller. He's getting, you know, he's catching lobs from Pascal from OG in these games. I think, I think we're just not playing him enough, but maybe we're still tinkering with the lineup. So that's probably where we're coming from. I don't know. Do you think you're in the top 1% of, uh, Yakupertle supporters in the world? I think I have to be. Yes. So what's your second takeaway? Second takeaway, you touched on him. We touched on him there. Precious Achua. Achua ain't him. He was back from injury, kind of like lackadaisical rebounding. Like the Celtics got some easy offensive boards, defensive boards. He just wasn't doing much. And poor basketball IQ doesn't really bring much offensively. There's one possession where he was standing like right beside Dennis Schroeder and not doing anything, like right up in his grill, not setting a screen, just standing beside him. Like, doesn't even know proper spacing of the court. I I think the I think the precious Achua experiment is over. And the results Achua. are bad. Achua. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting a little sick of the hate over here. <laughs> <laughs> For a guy who just came back from injury, he's just getting back into the lineup. He hasn't been playing at all. You know, we need to we need to tone it back on the Achua hate. Okay. He's Going to be back. He's extremely athletic. He had 19 minutes of playing time last night. Obviously split it with Jakob. But it's like, you know, we have to give a guy a little bit more time before he gets back into it. Plus, like, again, I think he's one of those guys who's a little bit uh, out of position. Like, I don't think that he is a center <laughs> or a power four. He, he's like a mix between a, two, a three and a four. He doesn't know? have a home. He doesn't have a home. Like, he doesn't have a position. I think he's kind of like Siakam in that sense, where he's between a three and a four, whereas a lot of times he's guarding these centers when he's like six, seven. You know, he's not, I don't care what he's listed at. Here, let's see what he's listed at right now, actually. What's your he's guess? Six, eight, six, six, eight, 225. Pretty small for playing center a lot of the time. That's what I mean. You can't play center at six, eight. He's not, uh, he's not Draymond Green. So I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I just think it's a bit too early for us to establish him as a uh as a G League player. Kind of I think you're position. I think you're afraid to critique the Raptors here. I'm not afraid to critique the Raptors, but I think we played one of the best teams in the league last night. Um okay, what's my next takeaway here? Yeah, what's your next one? Hit me with it. It's another it's gonna be another positive note on the Raptors for sure. After getting no. the doors blown off. No. <clears throat> my next take is the Porzingis trade was the best deal of the season from any team, and he is proving to be an absolute monster. I think it was the best the best deal of the year. I think he was a bigger signing than Drew Holiday. He just looked he looked ridiculous out there. He plays extremely good defense, catching every lob in the game, and he's just such a good stretch five that he pulls everyone out. And he'll bang those shots on everyone's head. It's almost impossible to guard his three-point shot. And I have a quick little stat for you here that I just love, love quick little stats that I just came up with. So Chris Stapps is 7'2, 240. Okay. Wemby is 7'4, 210. Chris Stapps Porzingis' line this year. He's averaging 19.6 points a game, 6.2 boards, 1.8 assists, shooting 55% from the field. 
where Wemby is averaging 19.9 points per game, almost the same points, 8.6 boards, two more rebounds, and the same assist numbers, shooting 46% from the field. Here's my question for you. Is Wemby the next Porzingis? <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. <laughs> I think I think Porzingis was a huge signing. I kind of went two different ways there. I think Porzingis was a huge signing. So let's touch on that first. And then if you want to compare him to Wemby, I would love for you to touch on that as well. Yeah, Porzingis. Great move for the Celtics. Uh, people kind of wrote Chris Stapps off a couple of years ago. Huge contract. Wasn't really doing much. Failed in Dallas with Luka. Uh, but last year he was great with the wizards. So yeah, great move helps. It's an area of need for the Celtics. Yeah. Great move. What Best about him? What about him versus Wemby? You know, I feel like a lot of time we forget about Porzingis because last year he was stuck in Washington. Didn't get, you know, didn't get any major NBA time. He wasn't on national TV a lot. And then he had one of his best seasons that he's ever had. Um, and then he comes to this squad here with three other all-stars and is putting up insane. Those are still really good numbers, almost averaging a double-double and is playing really well. I think Porzingis is one of those guys where if he stays healthy, like he's one of the best players in the league. He's one of the best centers in the league for sure on both ends of the court. But the, the thing is, is he's going to stay healthy. So, Porzingis, one-time all-star. Wembenyama, are you saying he's going to be a one-time all-star? Depending on injury. That's what I'm saying. These tall guys, you never know. Like Porzingis has had, I think he's had back issues. He's had knee issues, some hip stuff. So it's like these long, big um, centers that don't have that much, you know, that much. But again, I think Wemby's a little bit different. He's starting up in a kind of in a time where a lot more emphasis is put on, you know, taking care of your body. Um, whereas Porzingis didn't really have that, you know, 10 years ago when he came into the league. I think it's a little bit more um, emphasized now. Chris Stapps is a much better shooter than Wemby. Like, he's a really good three-point shooter, where Wemby's average to below average. So, yeah, shooting uh, very different shooting games. 55% I don't know. from the field for Chris Stapps, shooting 46% from the field for Wemby. Chris Stapps is like 40% from three, Wemby's 30%. Ah. I, I don't know. I'm not here for the comparison. I'm. You don't like it. I don't like it that much. I think Wemby's unique. I think he's a unicorn. I don't know. I don't think he has a comparison. You don't think? Okay, so you think he's a unicorn? What was Christoph Porzingis's nickname? Yeah, uh, you walked me into this. You walked me into this. That's right, unicorn. So I feel like I feel like a lot of people aren't comparing them to each other when they're they're very very similar. If you look at them, did you see the lobs that Christoph was catching yesterday? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. He's ridiculous. He's only 28. He's he could be a he could make a few more all-star games. Uh what's your next takeaway? Next takeaway. We gotta touch on this. We haven't touched on this at all. The bad blood in last night's game. The Joe Missoula challenging the play late in the game. I am here for the drama. I love it. I love I love Darko going back at him. I love the tension. Uh I just love it. And it got me thinking. Who is the Raptors' biggest rival? Kind of got me on a side tangent here. Do the Raptors have a rival? It's a good question. Um, if I was to first of all, let me touch on the Joe Mazula thing. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You don't, you don't challenge that call 
being up. What were they up? 20 when he challenged yeah. that call. That was ridiculous. Um, I think the whole bench was <laughs> was pissed off for a reason because that's that's absurd. Joe Mazzula, he's had a couple of weird little incidents over the last little while that um people have not been liking. Like, for example, he challenged a reporter that basically he out of nowhere, I don't know if you saw this, but out of nowhere, Joe Mazzula goes into how this reporter wrote that the Celtics were shooting too many threes seven years ago. And he like says something random. He's like, I don't know. He seems a bit childish to me right now. And I think we kind of showed that yesterday with that with that dumb challenge. So no, um now I think the Celtics have always been a rival of ours. But who knows, man? Like we've been in battles with the Celtics. I was gonna say the Cavaliers before because of how the number of times that we lost to LeBron when LeBron just murdered every us. Year. Like yeah, every single year. There was just no chance at all. But I feel like the Celtics are a pretty good rival. What? Do, who else? Who else would there be? Nets for uh, the Nets was one playoff series. It can't be them. I don't know. I don't. I feel like the Raptors don't have a rival. Like Celtics are kind of close to it, but Celtics fans would never say the Raptors are their biggest rival. They would say the Sixers, I think, or the Lakers. That's a really good. That's a that's a good point. I don't know. But it makes it makes me sad that we don't have a rival. We don't have a rival. We. I want the drama. I want silly Joe Mazzula calling terrible challenges and i want to be angry like i was last night let's just call him silly joe from now on silly joe is silly joe gonna have a job by the end of the season if they don't win the championship who knows silly joe silly joe silly joe (laughs) um okay my next takeaway the celtics might win the nba championship this year (laughs) okay they have too many weapons andy too many weapons they basically have four all-stars in their starting lineup um, I don't know. They seem like, and this might be a hot take, but they seem like a slightly toned down version of the 2015-2016 Warriors before Stop they it. went on their championship run, Andy. Stop That's it. it. I'm going to say it. If they stay healthy, these four together, don't they don't get injured. Tatum stays healthy. Obviously, Porzingis has to stay healthy. It'll be very difficult for anybody, including Denver, to stop this team. Thoughts? One, I'm going to foreshadow with one statement. You're mad. You're mad. Uh, you're comparing him to one of the greater teams of all time. That's a little rich. Uh, they just lost to a different team this past week. A team that I told you was a legit championship contender before the season. And I believe to be the cream of the crop in the East. The Philadelphia 76ers led by the best player in the world. Uh, so... You to compare them to the Warriors, I don't even think they're the best team in the East. <laughs> you got to win the big games. You got to be to be the man. You got to beat the man. You know, it's funny you say that because your prediction before the season is starting to look better and better about the 76ers because they look good. Um, having said that, the Celtics are still seven and two. Uh, they're really difficult to stop, and I think in general. If you have a seven-game series against Joel Embiid and the 76ers, I think that the Celtics would take it just based on them having too, way too many weapons, um, especially if Joel Embiid, like, you know, he tends to get a little bit tired during <laughs> during the postseason. So I think that it's very difficult for them to handle four potential all, all-stars where, um, whereas, you know, on the, on the 76ers side, you just have Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey to deal with. Tobias no. Harris a little bit as well. Like, I don't know. No Kelly Oubre anymore. Poor guy. Poor guy. Shout out to Kelly Oubre. I can't believe that. You were uh, 
you and him have more in common than you realize. You were also hit by a car in the past week. Yeah. So I'm driving down. I'm driving <laughs> east on a net. This guy runs a red light coming south on running me. This is for all the hyper local Toronto people. And he runs a red light, just slams right into me, gets out of the car, has the audacity to say that his light was green. Meanwhile, I know all of the restaurant owners around the neighborhood. I went, got myself some uh, some some footage, some raw footage. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put that into this pot. No, I won't. But clearly ran a red light. Anyways, it was not as bad as Kelly Oubre, whereas he got hit pretty hard as he was just walking. Some broken ribs. Apparently, poor guy. Hopefully, he's fine. He's having a really really good season. I think. Yeah, sixteen points a game on a good team. But now he's out for a while. But you, on the other hand, you can't keep you down. You didn't miss one podcast after you got hit by that car. That's right. Not even one. Wait, just back to this for a second. Andy, do yeah. you so you honestly still believe that the Sixers are going to win the NBA championship? You're sticking to that. Yes. Why would I change now when they look better than I thought they would? Even better than I thought they would. Okay. All right. Interesting. So what about Denver? Are you not thinking that Denver has the ability to beat either them or the Celtics? We agree that it's probably going to be Celtics 76ers in the Eastern Conference Final, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. so so if that's that's not even what I was thinking before the season started, but now that that's kind of happening, I don't know. As long as they both stay healthy, but you mm-hmm. think regardless, they're both or uh, they're beating, they're going to beat uh, Jokic and the Nuggets. I think it'll be close. I I could be like a seven game series, but I'll still take the Seventy Sixers right now. They're hungry dogs. All right, everybody, switching gears. We have a new segment just for you. This segment is called Are You Mad? With our resident statistician, Alex Chisholm. Alex has won three out of our past five NBA basketball fantasy leagues. Um, so he knows what he's talking about. So basically the way that it'll work is that we're going to ask him two questions each. And he's going to tell us if he thinks that's mad or if it makes sense. All right. So Andy, if you want to start off with yours. Hi, Chisholm. Thanks for uh, helping us out with these takes. Uh, my first take, James Harden makes the L.A. Clippers worse. That's a proper take now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hold on a second. So you you do think that James Harden makes the Clippers worse? Yeah, I think it's going to be partying too much, toxic in, lo- in the locker room, you know, coming in smelling like booze. It's not – this doesn't have a strong determination. Not a strong determination. Okay, and- but – what about the what about if he starts flowing with the team? Because I have a completely different take on that. I think he is going to make them better. They can be clashing with Westbrook personality wise, and they both need the ball to score. So that as well. Yeah. All right. Strong take. My first one. Scotty Barnes is already better than Jason Tatum. Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that could be true eventually, but not quite there yet. <laughs> I'd say maybe he's maybe a top twenty player. Tatum's, okay. Tatum's top ten, right? But but Scotty does have that dog in him, more dog than Tatum. Tatum's a bit soft. He's and, a bit soft. You know, think Scotty's a slightly better defensive player. He's got got two blocks a game. He's playing like out of his mind so far, right? So. So you're saying that it's not the situation right now, but it could possibly be that way in the next few years. Yeah, just a little bit more development. 
if if you were the Raptors and the Celtics were like, hey, we'll trade you Jason Tatum for Scotty Barnes, would either of you take that trade or reject it? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. And it goes towards what Chisholm was saying earlier. I don't think Jason Tatum's got that dog in him like Scotty does. And he's a way better defensive player, Scotty is. So I don't know. I would not trade that right now. I know I'm probably definitely in the minority for this because I love Scotty as much as I do, but I wouldn't do it. Tatum's obviously proven himself in the playoffs already, right? That's the thing. He's been to the finals. Right. Andy, Believe next. The okay, next one, Chiz. Need some more help with my takes here. My next take. It's time for the Raptors to trade Pascal Siakam. That's a proper take now, isn't it? <laughs> Wow. So you you think that as well. You think the Raptors should trade Pascal right now? Yeah, Scotty is already the best player on the team. Build around Scotty. He can become develop into a, a nice leader. Uh I don't think Pascal is quite the leader we need. I know we can get some young prospects, get some more picks, you know. Pascal's but, Pascal's sneaky old too. He's like he's turning 30. He's getting up there. Like he's not a young buck anymore. Interesting. So, okay, I have a question for both of you guys. If you were to trade Siakam for somebody, you don't have to give any specific names, but what would we be looking for in that Pascal trade? Would it be shooting? Would it be rebounding? Would it be, yeah, like some more size? What would it be? Some youthful dogs. Yeah. Draft youthful. picks. Like a recent round pick. A team full of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I think I feel like you guys aren't really – you're not, you're not really realizing how good Pascal is. Well, you like... can, you can get a lot of first round picks for him. You can get a three first round picks for him, plus a young guy on a team with upside. Okay, but how many first round picks do we like? How long do we want this rebuild to be? You know, I think right now we could be fairly competitive if we trade him. We're gonna trade him for picks. We're gonna what? But it's not exactly a rebuild because I think Scotty is going to develop into a top 10 player and a leader within the next couple of years. Okay. But then even if that is the case, it's going to be this, we're going to be this team that's neither here nor there, right? For quite a while. So it no, just seems like we're, we keep pushing things back. Like if I was to trade Pascal, for example, which I don't want to do for the record, but if I was to trade him, I would try to trade him for somebody who can help right now, you know, a younger player. Who can possibly, you know, who will be with us for the next three to four years that Scotty and him can build, you know, can build around. Whereas you guys are talking about picks, like who who cares? Who cares about picks, man? I I don't like I don't like picks anymore. I'm not down for any more picks. I'm not down for, to keep rebuilding. You know, we tasted that championship in 2019. I want to taste it again. These rookies are coming in hot these days, though. How did the Raptors how did the Raptors acquire uh Scotty Barnes, remind me what how they did it. Was it a trade, a free agent? No, that was a pick. Picks are yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, but but again, that was that was two years ago now. So we're in Scotty Barnes' third year. So if we get another few picks, they're not going to be next year's picks, most likely. We're gonna have another two years before we have another good rookie, for example, and then that'll take another two or three years for that rookie to develop. So we're talking about another three, four years down the line. You know, so I think I know. if you have the best player on the floor, if that can be because if Scotty can become that, then you got a chance to make a playoff run either way. Okay. Uh, my next take for you, Chiz, I need more help. 
Next take. The Celtics are better than the Denver Nuggets already. Are you mad? <laughs> when you have the best player in the world, it's just hard to beat. It's just hard to beat you. You know, when you got Jokic. Also, you know, you got MPJ in the mix coming in hot this year. Aaron Gordon taking a step up again. Got a good squad. That's a good point. What about Jamal Murray being out? What do you think of that? I think that's a huge drop off that not too many people are talking about as much as they should be. They got enough depth to 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 withhold that. I mean, they can take they can take it for a few months. When it comes back, we're coming hot. We're coming ready. Andy? If our listeners can't tell, Alex is really bullish on the Celtics. Very very bullish. I'm he bullish on the Celtics. They call me the bull. Chiz, before you came on, he compared them to the 2015 Golden State Warriors. <laughs> nah. He's mad. <laughs> Why are you mad? <laughs> Come on. I feel you guys aren't taking in how good these Celtics are. But you might be right. Maybe they don't have that dog in them just yet. I don't know. The only the, dog n- they have. The Nuggets, the Nuggets aren't really a team that has a bunch of dogs either. Right? Like, is Jokic? Ah, maybe Jokic is a dog after he... Yes. Smash Marquis yeah. Mor- or no, Marcus Morris. <laughs> you don't want to mess with his brothers. <laughs> Aaron Gordon's a dog. They got dogs. Come on. Jamal Murray's Aaron, a dog. Aaron Gordon's not a dog. Jamal Murray's not a dog. Chiz? Uh, Aaron Gordon's pretty feisty, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else for him, Andy? Uh, yeah, Chiz. One more to help with. Uh, NBA 2K just released... New ratings, updated ratings for players. OG Ananobi went from an 85 down to an 82. He dropped three points, more or less. Is that proper? Are they mad? (laughs) (laughs) OG's even better this year. I know. It's crazy. I don't get it. I don't know who does. Uh, Who who do these mad ratings? Having my fancy squad? Yeah, it's putting work for me. All around numbers. (laughs) Who is the best? Sneaky NBA fantasy player right now. Putting you on the spot here. Actually, Scotty's a top ten fantasy player already. Damn. Raid number nine. Also, Chet Holmgren's raid number six or seven. Yahoo. Those blocks. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Do we have anything else? No, I feel I feel good. You set my head my head straight. Thank you, Chiz. Your head was your head my was off, off kilter. Why were you mad, fam? <laughs> Tiz, do you have anything else to add? I'm looking forward to taking this fantasy championship this year. Okay, let's cut him off. <laughs> let's cut him off. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching and listening to the podcast. We're your hosts, Alex Robin and Andy Redding. Thank you to our special guest, Alex Chisholm. Follow us on all the platforms, Raptors NBA Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere. Thanks again, Andy. Anything else? Hit that unsubscribe button from everywhere else. (laughs) Don't forget. Have a good day, everybody.